I was once asked, how's your arts and crafts area coming? I mean, at this point, I had been a designer for about 15 years and was recently hired as the lead designer for what would become the Amazon Dash Card. I had been setting up a new design lab space for myself that would become the war room for all things design related. I say the war room lovingly because there were a number of trade-off discussions across disciplines that kind of made it did feel like at times quite the war room. Anyway, I remember being awestruck by the level of ignorance this person had for the value industrial design brings to a team. It wasn't his fault. I'm sure to someone who's never had any interaction with an industrial designer, it looked like an arts and crafts area, albeit a super legit arts and crafts area. I had just gotten a large format printer in, had tons of markers, prototyping tools and materials laying everywhere. I had built the walls that would soon house renderings and overlaid sketches onto what amounted to two 4x8 sheets of cabinet-grade plywood hinged together like a giant easel. Sure, I guess it did look pretty arts and craftsy. Even at the highest levels of organizations like Amazon's Skunk Works R&D World, I would come to find out that many didn't know what I did. I guess there were some partially correct descriptions. I would hear things like, Well, here's what I've got for the inner workings, but I'm sure you'll make it look pretty. What's your point, Rob? Okay, so my point is, it's not their fault. This is mostly a byproduct of the fact that up until recently, we have been living in a society that largely undervalues creativity. By and large, creativity has been seen as a fluffy, ambiguous practice with little to no value to practical applications. Ergo, the lack of understanding because there just hasn't been a strong correlation leading to qualifying high-paid job placement up until now. The irony here is that people want beautiful objects in their life. It's what drives what's called shelf velocity. It is the attraction nearly every human has to a product, place, or environment. They also want them to be safe and not harm the environment. Well, this is where I believe the nexus of industrial design plays so well. We are trained to understand the beauty of form and how to manipulate it, but we are also trained in manufacturing process, We also experiment with new materials and applications for those materials. It's the difference in experience you get when sitting in a lower-end vehicle versus a more premium one. The touch of the leather on your palm, the feel of how smooth the accelerator is under your foot, or the color balance across individual parts to make up the whole. You see, historical schools of thought are a derivative of the Industrial Revolution, the goal being to, quote, industrialize the mind such that it can operate under the conditions where organized supplies of goods and services are manufactured and distributed. A machine makes a thing this way, so this is how you need to think. Except this is only part of the equation. The industrialized mind cares not what the product feels like in the hand. It cares little how the place creates a sense of being. And it definitely doesn't care what happens to the thing after it's reached its end of life. There's a place out of sight and out of mind for those materials. You can train sense and sensibility because this is simply the current inertia of society. But creativity? That's an entirely different wave of thinking. I'm glad this shift is happening. It's time for creators like you to lead. Educate those around you and inspire those who had no idea. Welcome to the Creator's Revolution. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to hit that follow button. 
Also, consider hopping over to my Patreon page to show your support. Coming up this Monday, I chat with another amazing industrial designer, Dan Greiner. He's the Director for Industrial Design, Innovation, and Strategy at the University of Colorado, Denver. We get into a slew of topics like morals and design, inspiration and traveling abroad, humanitarian design, and of course, touch on areas where designers and sustainability collide. If you missed the last talk I had with VR and gaming designer Todd Hebenstreet, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Just kidding. It's a super engaging talk, though. Check it out. Catch you on the flip side.